0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 348 of the Juicebox Podcast. Today's show is sponsored by Touched by Type 1 and the Contour Next One blood glucose meter. I'd like you to go to ContourNextOne.com. Check it out. Really look into what this little meter does. I love it. Arden's been using it forever. It's fantastic. ContourNextOne.com. You may be eligible for a free meter. You'll find out there. And of course, Touched by Type 1. The greatest organization in the world, my opinion. Touched by Type1.org. Go see what they're doing for people living with type 1 diabetes. Okay, this episode's gonna take a tiny bit of explaining. It was recorded in August of 2019 with the intention of putting it right out for the beginning of the school year. And then that didn't work out right away. I wanted it out because it's really good, but I couldn't make the timing work. then I thought, oh, I'll just sit on it. I guess my idea was to put it out like midway through the school year. And then people could have some time to, you know, ruminate over the ideas before they went back to school. And then the coronavirus happened. And I sat on it again because I thought, are people going back to school? I don't even know. And now I wish I didn't do any of that because as I listened back to edit this, It's so much more about advocating for yourself than it is about school. In the middle of the episode, we go off of school for a minute and talk about looping. And when we do that, you're going to hear my initial thoughts about looping, which are, of course, now almost a year old. I think you should find the other looping episodes if you find that part interesting. Nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Please always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. I'm excited because I don't really remember why we're doing this. And I love those the best. (laughs)
1: Well, I originally wrote in about um, how the schools, I'm a teacher myself, and how um, the schools vary in the level of care that across, you know, even the county where I live and across the nation, I'm sure across the state. So I just think it's really interesting how there isn't like a streamlined way of how they handle diabetes in schools. Cool.
0: Listen. You've just done the entire setup for the show. Thank you.
1: Yay. You're welcome. My name's Melissa Kath. I have a seven year old type one who was diagnosed when she was four. We luckily caught it before it became too extreme, I guess you could say. Um, we actually never were admitted to the hospital. We were just given a syringe and a vial of insulin and taught, you know, a binder of stuff. Five hours and sent on our way. So we learned a lot. I learned a lot on my own, and here we are, two and a half years later, doing you know pretty well. I would oh, say that's amazing. Yeah.
0: Let me orient my brain. So tell me, okay. one more, tell me one more time. Your daughter was seven, right?
1: She is seven. She, she is was seven. Four, yeah, she was four, at the time.
0: Four, seven, three years, and her name is. Chloe. Chloe. All right. Um, Interesting that they, so they never admitted you at all. No. Tell me about the process of the teaching. Did they literally send you home right away or did they sit you in a room for a while?
1: Oh, they sat us in a room for a while. So we went to the pediatrician for what I thought was a UTI. My mom suggested that I test for diabetes because she kind of did a little internet research and some of her symptoms led to that. Thank God she mentioned that. Cause I don't think I would have ever asked. Okay. Um, the pediatrician, I of course fed her or had her drink an entire juice box before going in so that she would go to the bathroom, um, got in there, tested her blood sugar. Um, and she was 468. The Pediatrician at the time kind of just looked at me, got up, and said, "I need to call Children's Hospital. We're close to Los Angeles." So um, he said, "I need to call Children's Hospital. I'll be right back." He left. I kind of sat there for a few minutes, not really understanding what was going on. Um, I ended up getting up and leaving. I took both my girls, and we left. We went about our day. He called me and said, "Where are you?" And I said, "Uh, I'm going to the mall." And he said, "Well, you need to go get blood work done." So. We stopped out of the hospital, got some blood work done. I just didn't understand the severity of what was going on at that point. And no one was really saying anything. So um, he was trying to get us into Children's Hospital because he had no ketones and they weren't super worried about her. they It was a Monday. They couldn't see us until Thursday morning of that week. Yeah. So Thursday morning at 5 a.m., we drove in sat in a small room for about five hours with a diabetes educator who herself was also type one. Um, and she literally went through a binder of information and like I said, I think the first thing she did though was really hand me a syringe and a vial of insulin and said, here you go. You got to do this." And I was like, what All right, so <laughs> now?
0: I, I have to ask the question that I'm imagining everyone listening is thinking you're in the, the office. Um, the the blood sugar comes back, the doctor doesn't communicate well, says, I have to call Children's Hospital, leaves the room, and you literally pick up and walk out at some point before he comes back?
1: Yeah, I just, I did. I, 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 he didn't say I needed to hang out. I, I honestly did not understand what was going on. You know what I mean? I mean, he said he had to call Children's Hospital, but I didn't I don't know. I guess it just didn't register to me, like I said, the severity of it. I mean, she seemed fun- – I don't know. I just really didn't get it. And the ironic part is I had a friend from high school who I knew was, her daughter was type 1. And I know she had gone through a lot just with finding out of that. And I I just – I don't know. I guess it just didn't resonate. I think maybe I was in denial. I don't know. I really don't know. That's I don't amazing, know what I was thinking.
0: I can't, I can't decide. Obviously, I wasn't there. But I can't decide if you just – like disconnected his statement from you. Like you're like, oh, he's got phone calls to make. We're done. I gotta go. Or yeah. or, or or if you were just like, okay, this is terrible, and let's get out of here. Like I. I
1: oh, no, no, I don't. I feel like I don't think if it if I I don't feel like in my heart I felt like it was really a terrible thing. I just thought, oh, she has type one diabetes, and now she's you know going to need to eat differently. Or I just didn't. I didn't understand it. That's true. And yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, mean, I think if I was scared, I would have stayed.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, you know? I'm not trying to paint you as like, you were like, yeah, oh, yeah. better things <sighs> to do than this. No, totally. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that. Uh, it's just amazing that that he wasn't able to, I don't know, to impart upon you what was happening exactly. Like, do you think it took him by surprise?
1: Yes. He was actually my pediatrician too. And to be honest, when the number came up on the meter at the office, I could tell by his face. he was, you know, disappointed or yeah, Yeah. concerned. And, um, I had my oldest daughter, Avery in there, who is definitely was really worried and kind of freaking out herself about even just the finger stick, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just think it was an overwhelming thing. And he had said to me, it's presenting itself as type one diabetes. He didn't actually say this is type one diabetes. Um, so I just kind of felt like there would have been a, I don't know. I don't know what I, thought. I gotta I,
0: tell you, Melissa, I've recorded about 300 of these and you have finally said something completely different than anyone else has ever said. I, so usually people's stories are fairly, you know, similar. Yeah, yeah.
1: I get it. Yeah. I get it. And you know what? And that's what I'm, I, I kind of feel like I, um, yeah, I, I had that. Ex- I left, I got blood work, you know, the children's hospital wouldn't, you know, couldn't see us. I have a neighbor, ironically, um, who also has a type one daughter who was a little bit older. Um, I rarely see her because she's a nurse. She works at night and sleeps during the day. And so I happened to run into her the next morning. and I said, hey, can I talk to you? And she said, yeah. And I said, well, the doctor said that, you know, Chloe is presenting with type one. And she said, what do you mean? And she's like, can I come in and have, you know, a cup of coffee? Could yes. we talk? And from that, that's when I think it all kind of hit me, you know, she just, cause she cried immediately and said, I'm so sorry. You're going through this. And And you're like, why are you you crying? We
0: went to the mall. uh, It's
1: good. Totally. And she just said, you know, things can go from bad to worse really quickly. And so, I mean, the, the pediatrician had said, you know, to feed her low carb stuff, to not give her anything that, you know, so I, I was giving her low carb meals. I mean, he had given me some pieces of advice. He was really frustrated with children's. He didn't understand why they weren't, weren't able to see us, Mm -hmm. but I don't think they felt like she was as high of a risk. I I don't know. I don't really know what they're,
0: and I realize that's a busy part of the country, but in my mind, Hey, we're diagnosing someone with type one diabetes. They go right to some sort of informative care situation, right? Right. Even if they're Mm -hmm. not presenting with any, uh, you know, in the moment health risks. But not to say that a four-something blood sugar is not a health risk, obviously. But right. that's fascinating. Was she honeymooning or or was it? Yes. She was? So she'd bounce yes. around in the beginning?
1: Yeah. You know, when we got there, they tested her at Children's Hospital. They uh, tested her. She was 80. And they looked at me and they said, did you give her insulin? And I was like, "Uh, no, I don't even have insulin. No, I didn't. And then, so then that, at that moment, I thought, is this a dream? Like, did they diagnose something that isn't real you mm-hmm. know and so unfortunately they said no she does have it you know and and then from that moment on she they gave us pretty I, I mean I feel like they should have told me I needed to bring sugar you know with me to the hospital because I live about I mean about an hour from children's hospital but you know you know LA traffic yeah could be three hours so I, I really <laughs> all I was thinking was they're going to put me in a car for three hours and not let me have any sort of sugar to like, you know, help her because she crashed the first insulin dose. She crashed pretty hard. She Mm -hmm. didn't really need, in fact, we didn't even end up needing long acting for, you know, a few months. So,
0: well, that's a tough time. I mean, the honeymoon time is, is crazy. There's a lot here to unpack and, and I this isn't (laughs) even, this isn't even what we're really going to talk about today. So I, I just think it's, I get your, because you have hindsight frustration, right? Now you know more about diabetes, so you right. can look back on that moment and think like, "How is this possible? This is what you said to me, or or sent right. me home. Like that's you, you know, count your carbs, put in your insulin. N- right? No, possibly it might not be necessary all the time. And I don't even know how you would how you would communicate that if that was the case. Like that's why honeymooning is such a crazy, you, you know, like time. You, you know." Mm-hmm. Just to need insulin so badly one day and four hours later at the next meal not need it is uh, is is maddening. It, it's, it very much is.
1: It is. And I remember reading somewhere that someone said that uh, it's almost better when they're not honeymooning. So at least you know what they need. You know, like you kind of can guess what they need. Yeah, I'm down You're with not, that. Yep. you know. Mm-hmm.
0: So Yeah, there's a lot more consistency that comes when the pancreas just gives up. And, yep. Yeah, and stops and stops making random insulin. Okay, so, <laughs> so, so she's not a school age kid yet at that point. Not yet. Right. Nope. And so, how long between diagnosis and kindergarten?
1: Luckily, the summer. She was diagnosed in February. She started kindergarten in August of that same year. So I had the summer to really get my act together.
0: <laughs> right. Did and how much of your act did you get together in that time? Like, what was your what was your like? Like I guess I should ask real quickly, are you using MDI still?
1: No. no, you know, we're looping. We've been looping since May, but I requested a CGM um with the after the first meeting at Children's Hospital, we had a Dexcom within a month of uh, being diagnosed. Gotcha. Luckily. So that was amazing. I actually thank God for that. Um and then we were MDI for about 6 months after that and then I got, we Uh, got the animus pump before she started kinder. That was my goal was to get her on a pump, at least for kindergarten. Um, and then of course, months later we find out animus is no longer. So, uh, we are now using the Omnipod. Gotcha.
0: It's funny. I had the same exact feeling like Arden was diagnosed when she was two, but in the run up to kindergarten, I thought I can't send her to school with needles, Right. I don't know why I thought that at the time. It's just how it struck me. I was like, I'm not letting some like rando nurse, like poke my kid with a needle. All totally. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's funny now I look back, I know those people because they live in my town and they, you know, it's, I probably, they would have been fine. I'm sure it would have been fine. Yeah. But, yeah. But in the moment I just thought, well, this is not okay. Like I just, I don't want her to have to let someone else give her a shot. And, and so we, we went to the Omnipod, um, you know, when Arden was like four getting like ready for when she was five and going off to school. But, um, so she gets the kindergarten, your daughter gets the kindergarten. Right. And and is the, is the integration as seamless as you were hoping?
1: Um, you know what? I think that was a little, I was a little naive in that part too. Um, I myself actually teach kindergarten. Um, and I, we have a really great school. I didn't initially have a 504. I just kind of went in thinking like, oh, everyone's going to take really good care of her and, Every, they've got a plan they this she's not the first type one um she had an amazing kindergarten teacher who followed her on decks. I did request that the health tech follow her also. I think that you know i I am in the middle of teaching. I can't stop and like say, "Hey, she's dropping fast, you need to do something so um it was seamless until about January. everything seemed to be working just fine, and then they it just i my our health techs. We don't have nurses at our site. We actually have one nurse for about forty five hundred students in the district where my kids go to school, and she oversees the health techs. And the health check at our site is amazing, is very great at communicating and very great at listening to what I want to do and what I think we should do with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the nurse always wants to make a call.
0: And, um, it's just, it for those of you who are wondering why I have recently switched from Skype to zoom to record my podcasts, well, this is one of those reasons anyway, good time for the contour next one.com conversation contour next one, blood glucose meter. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Wait till you hear. First of all, the web address, Contour, C-O-N-T-O-U-R-N-E-X-T-1-O-N-E, Contour, next one, dot com. When you get there, what you're going to see is a lighthouse. It's got some lights coming out of it. Some are green, some are red, or some are yellow. That's a little bit of a sly send-up for one of the systems within the meter to help you know where your blood sugar is falling visually. You know, for the middle of the night where... Red might make more sense to you, or green may make you feel comfortable if you can't really wrap your head around the numbers in the moment. Anyway, that's a tiny part of this meter. Biggest part of this meter, it's crazy accurate. That's why I love it the most. If you took away everything else that it was and it was this accurate, I'd still be down. Like you could make this accuracy in a shoe. We pretend there was a shoe that was a meter, but it was as accurate as the contour next one. I'd carry the shoe around just to use the meter. Luckily, you don't have to do that, of course, because the Contour Next one is small, handheld, beautiful, bright, light, nice, easy to read display and test strips that actually you can go back twice, you know, if you have to, to get blood. If you miss the first time, don't get enough. You don't waste the test strip. Second chance. Saves a lot of money on test strips. Anyway, I love this thing. It's actually got an app with it that works for the, uh, we got the iPhone or the Android if you Guys, are interested in, in seeing your numbers from your blood glucose meter like that, it can be really helpful. But all this is explained at contournext1.com. You can also see the meter there, it's Arden's meter. She's been using it for quite some time now. Anyway, give them a check contournextone.com. While you're on the internet getting yourself a state of the art blood glucose meter, please check out touchedbytype1.org. Beautiful organization. I'm gonna do it right now. Touched. Wow, it'd be nice if I could type. Touched by type1.org. Beautiful mission, to elevate awareness of type 1 diabetes, to raise funds, to find a cure, and to inspire those with diabetes to thrive. That ought to be enough for you to check out more. They have amazing programs, awareness, annual conferences. They do this beautiful bowling program. They have a dance program called Dancing for Diabetes, which is just wonderful. They send these boxes out to people who have been newly diagnosed. Check that out. It's really a terrific org. Really, really, really. I can't say really enough because I mean every really I say. So I should just say it for the rest of the podcast. Uh, but I won't. touchbytype oneorg There are links in your show notes and at juiceboxpodcast.com. For Touch by Type 1 and, of course, the Contour Next 1 blood glucose meter. Okay. What else do I want to tell you here? This isn't an ad, though. So let me find what I want to tell you. And then before the podcast gets going again. And then I'll kill the music. And make talkie with you and tell you. Ready? So up until this point, we're just learning about Melissa and her daughter's story. But soon we're going to talk about really detailed stuff about advocating for yourself in school. Then we trend away for a little while and talk about loop. And then we come back and kind of double down on the school stuff. I actually like the second part of the school conversation because it really feels like it catches a rhythm. And I mean, the whole thing's great. Don't get me wrong. What I'm trying to say is that in the middle, when we stop to talk about loop, you're going to be hearing my reactions from a year ago, and they're not the same now. So if you're interested in more, go to juiceboxpodcast.com. Scroll down to where it says algorithm pumping, and you can use an arrow to move around there to see all of the episodes that we've done about looping at this point. We, well, me, I guess, and the people I've had on. That sounds strange, but let's get back to it right now. We get Melissa back on Skype and keep going. Did that dog sit on your phone or something? What happened there?
1: So sorry. No, <laughs> do it was sorry. me. It, I was getting another call, and I tried to <laughs> up, like cancel it, but it didn't work.
0: Don't worry. Um, That's
1: <laughs> it could be my. But anyways, so sorry.
0: No, no, don't be sorry. So you were saying that the nurse was, was overseeing. Oh, but was she overreacting, like like wanting to do too much in the moment? Or...
1: I just think that you know um my approach to type one was kind of a lot of what you you know like I didn't want to give her fifteen carbs if she's you know just j- gradually going down you know i mm-hmm. and I didn't want to always give her as much insulin as the pump was recommending if I knew she was dropping you know and there were just certain things she would question my decisions because I think she was very black and white where it says you need to do one point one units I want to do one point one units but I was like well but she needs a little bit more or she needs a little bit less.
0: Yeah. And so she's following the orders. The the Again, it's so right. in, It's interesting, isn't it? Like you said, 15 carbs a second ago, like doctor says, Hey, if you get low 15 carbs, 15 minutes, right. you know, check again, which was really spectacularly good advice a long time ago Before. when people didn't mm-hmm. have this technology, because you know, what if I'm, what if I am on my way to passing out? I guess the, the measure was 15 carbs might be enough to save your life. If your blood sugar is falling really far um, and check again to really give it time to like work. Uh, but you can see so much more now with your Dexcom and you can make more fine decisions with your pump and it's a different world, but the, the orders still get written like that from the doctors. And then I can see the nurse at school thinking, look, this becomes a legal issue at some point. Like the doctor wrote this, I'm supposed to do what the doctor said. Right. And then you're stepping in and being like, no, use more, use less. Don't do that yet. And that makes them nervous. So, how did you get her, or did you not get? And I'm I'm assuming her, but I'm I shouldn't. Have yeah,
1: no, you. it is a her. Um, you over know what? The, I over think over time, she trusted me as a parent to make good. Decisions. You know, like I wasn't being radical. I wasn't like, oh, she's 59, just let her ride it out. You know, I um <laughs> light incense I think,
0: and have her drink olive oil. <laughs> totally. I,
1: I mean, I think I really honestly think she knew I had my act together. I mean, I I really. Because of my experience in the beginning, I felt like, and as an educator too, I felt like I needed to read and hear everything, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I really did read and hear everything. I went to diabetes conference. I, you know, we went to City of Hope and heard. I mean, I just really engrossed myself with a lot of education on on it and how to treat it. And so I think I proved myself to her that I wasn't, you know, being. So she kind of backed off to the point where she just didn't actually involve herself at all anymore, which is good and not good, you know?
0: Well, before you you move on, I want to say that what you just said is, I think, a staple of working with the school, right? It's that you have to, uh, you said prove yourself. I think that's Mm -hmm. right. Like, I think you Mm -hmm. have to have a few experiences over and over again where the nurse finally goes, hey, you know what? Everything this person has said is working out the way they said it was going to because they don't know you. And Mm -hmm. they do know every other kid in the school, right? And a lot of those other kids have diabetes, too. And some of their parents don't know what they're talking about. And so so they're not going to take just someone's word that they know better. And how else are you going to do that? You can't tell them. I mean, you can't sit down and, you you know what I mean? Like, if I was was a great artist, I couldn't sit down and explain to you I was a great artist. I'd have to paint something and let you see it. And so I think that's what this is, is that you just have to live together for a little while, build some trust, and then grow on it. But, but what do you think happens in that moment where is it just this, like, is it a, a parental defense? Is it like, what happens the first time you say to the nurse, look, it's point one, not point two, And she disagrees with you. Do you feel like, oh my God, that woman's going to kill my kid? Or like, what's that like visceral feeling?
1: You know what? I initially let her make, I, in the beginning, I was like, okay, we'll do what you Um, want to do and then because I kind of knew the outcome wasn't going to be what she expected it to be you Mm -hmm. know what I mean and like I said so the way that it works is that there's a nurse that oversees the health tech and the health tech is someone I I truly 100% trust and I think if she was making the call I would have been more apt because I feel like she knows my kid really well you know Mm -hmm. she's the one in charge of her all school year. Um, but the nurse is just kind of sporadically in and out of the school. And she has, you know, like I said, 4,500 different students to, you know, oversee. Right. And, um, I, so I did initially let her kind of make that call. I didn't like it. And then either, either her blood sugar was high or her blood sugar was low. And I kind of, you know, let her, you know, I, like I said, I think over time she kind of said, Oh, I think she succumbed to the fact that like, maybe I knew a little bit more about my kid health wise, medically then maybe she did textbook wise.
0: It's interesting that you both were in the same situation initially. The nurse didn't know or trust you, and you didn't know, mm-hmm. or, know or trust the nurse. Well,
1: oh, good. Well, absolutely. And, and I think, I mean, and, and to be honest, I think that's what the, I, and this is why it's like baffling to me because I feel like everyone's situation, I mean, everyone's needs and what they want the school to be, able to, and what, you know, the kids are able to perform and what they're willing to provide. Um, each family is really different. And I don't feel like, I feel like the school district that my daughter is at, they don't quite, the lady who's oversees the health nurses are, um, is not medically trained at all. She has no medical background, yet Mm -hmm. she makes some medical decisions that I I feel are not smart and not, you know, safe. And so this hierarchy of like, Who's in charge of who is really weird, and I feel like the nurses out of everyone should be the one making any medical calls, not you know some district employee with an admin credential, Um, just because you know I don't know, it's it's just really weird. Their and,
0: plate wasn't as full when they made the position. Yeah, <laughs> they're like hey, right. I mean, sh- he can do yeah. it. Yeah, right, right.
1: Let me make all. I don't know. It's yeah. that's, That's the you know issue that we're having now is that we have someone in charge who really doesn't know diabetes and then isn't really willing to work with us like uh, a couple of us our parents um, in our district are trying to get them to write a diabetes handbook and kind of update the training that they're providing the health techs as well as there's like there's three individuals at each site that are supposed to be trained with diabetes care and one of them is the health tech which is they're great they deal with it day to day the second one is like a secretary who. In my opinion, shouldn't be part of their job description. You know, they're answering phone calls and helping parents and they should I mean, <laughs> I guess it it's like a band-aid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, cool, they scrape their knee, great, but not measuring carbs and insulin and that stuff. And then the third one is admin, the principal at the site, which to me is like is, you know, I don't know. So it's so crazy. I feel um the health back at our school is amazing. If she was there every day, all day, I would feel very comfortable. But when she's not there or she's at lunch, it's kind of like, oh, God, please let this hour be great. Or let us have a good day. Or I always have someone locally as a backup because it's scary, not, you know, to have someone in charge of your kid that doesn't understand it, you know. Mm.
0: So, uh, so you're really explaining a situation that led me to, you know, texting with diabetes, like how to how to talk to Arden and eliminate other people from the circle. Right. And because – what you're describing, if from your perspective, is simple, right? And it was my perspective too. Like my kid's there, you know, she's you know using insulin. Mm-hmm. This is all could be very dangerous. You really all should really understand. But then I stopped and looked at it from their perspective, and I was like, okay, this is a this is a bureaucracy, this this place. You, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like and Yeah, not totally. Yeah, they can't get they can't get the things right sometimes that they need to get right around teaching kids and now i'm asking mm-hmm. them to make these medical plans and i thought what's more reasonable that i'm going to fix the political and and you know social and hierarchy structure of a of a school or if i just look at this whole thing and think how can i handle this and take them out of it because i don't yeah. because everything you're saying to me uh, mm-hmm. seems seems very um Doable. It seems uh, altruistic. I hope you get it accomplished. But by the time you get it accomplished, your kid's going to be in 11th grade. (laughs) Totally. I agree. So so I agree. I just, one day I was like, okay, let me pretend these people aren't here. How would I do this if Arden was just in that building? And I was like, okay, the best way to do this is to just remove other people from the scenario and hope and just put them in charge of, you know, holy crap, everything's wrong. Mm -hmm. Emergency. Plans. She like, can't
1: like, handle it. Yes. Let's mm-hmm. just make
0: sure the school can, knows how to keep her alive and I'll do the management stuff remotely.
1: Yeah. And you know what? Actually, um, so when she started, she's going into second grade now. The kindergarten year was really kind of a like, oh, we'll see what we can do. Um, last year, I realized by the end of the year, she I really should be just texting her mm-hmm. instead of texting the health tech who then calls the classroom teacher who then sends her down to the nurse. Mm-hmm. And then... All of this back, you know, it's just a lot of extra. Um, And so this year, hopefully, we'll have the 504 before school starts um, or, you know, relatively within the first week. And that's one of the things that I want to request. But I also know that my daughter, who's very responsible and from the get go, wanted to do a lot on her own. Um, She at times gets overwhelmed by how much, you know, she gets, feels the pressure of like, oh, if I give myself too much, you know, I could, make myself go super low or if I don't give enough then I'll have to stop and do this again so I it's this tight walk you know or a tightrope walk mm-hmm. of what kind of responsibility how much responsibility do you give them and how much do you say like oh well they're you know I want them to still enjoy school and be a kid well then
0: Yeah, but then her, excuse me, her only responsibility then in my mind, the the way you're setting that up is you have to tell her, look, your only responsibility in this is to read, reread and be sure. I'll take care. I'll take care of everything else. Like mommy will make all the decisions and you, the only thing you need to do is make sure you're doing exactly what's in the text message. Take 20 seconds. Stop what you're doing. Read this. Make sure you understand it. Double check it before you push the button. That's it.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah.
0: And then it'll, it'll grow from there at her pace.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? And now the looping thing is helped a little bit more because we, you know, I've always was like, if I saw an error going up, I need, I wanted to correct her immediately. I wanted to make sure it didn't get too crazy before, you know, it just was, you know, is hard. Yeah. And so now I feel like our, it's been better. It hasn't been seamless. Um, but it's been better in controlling her numbers. It's not so crazy, um, you know, after breakfast or at recess or whatever it may be. Um, so I'm hoping that will help kind of cut back the, um, amount of intervention she's going to have to provide for herself during the day.
0: So it's a weird thing for me to talk about because you and I are talking in August of 2019, right? Right. It's It's the first week of August. No one's gonna hear this for like five or six months. Okay. And and but next week, six days from now, I'm recording my follow-up to our looping situation and it's gonna go up right away. So okay. in real time it'll be up next week. But so I don't want to say something to you now that'll confuse people six months later. But just yeah, so, no, I get it. So if everybody keeps that in mind while they're listening, um a closed loop system right now that that Melissa's talking about is is not. It's not FDA approved. It's not even from a company. Melissa downloaded this code off of the internet and, and is using it to help her Dexcom, her daughter's Dexcom, talk to her Omnipod. It's making decisions. Now, this is the same code that Tidepool is at this point trying to move through the FDA to get it approved so that you will be able to use the loop as an FDA approved algorithm on your cell phone, right? Um, yeah. We've been using it for a while now. And, um, it, it's really interesting because, yeah. because, um, imagine you were married to the person who was the love of your life and I don't know, 18 hours a day was absolutely spectacular and everything was really happy, but every once in a while randomly punched you in the face for no reason. Okay. And so, <laughs> like, so, like, and so you're wandering through the living room. You're like, Hey, we're in love. This is great. Oh my gosh, why did that happen? I've been assaulted. And then all of a sudden it's <laughs> over again and you're like, so it's it's looping is great. Well, here's what I've learned. You you're my test. You're going to be my test. You're going to get me ready okay. for next week, Melissa, okay? Yay, all I'm right. warming up. Yeah. All right. When there's no food involved, I love the algorithm. It's amazing. Overnight when Arden sleeps in um, you know, when there's no active food our system, it's damn near perfect. if and here's the caveat, you get the nine thousand settings correct that it uh-huh. requires to make those decisions. Getting those settings correct is mind numbing and nearly impossible. It feels like <laughs> yeah. once you once you get them correct, it's amazing now here's the here's the problem for all of you listening to the podcast to anybody who is you know being bold with it and thinking about stopping the arrows like all the stuff that we talk about on the podcast. You are way better at handling a meal than the lupus because Mm -hmm. because you're being flexible, right? You're seeing something – you're seeing an arrow jump up that you didn't expect and your brain goes, oh, we don't have enough insulin and you put in more insulin. The algorithm trusts the settings. So if you tell it this is 45 carbs – and you put the insulin in, and the blood sugar goes up, the algorithm doesn't think anything of it. It goes, huh, doesn't matter. I put in the right amount of insulin for these carbs. This is going to be okay. Except that's not true. And it's not, mm. it's not a learning device. It doesn't, like, the next day go, oh, I remember this from yesterday. This time I'll give it more. It watches it go up. It follows along with what the settings tell it is right, and it's wrong. So what the loop can't do is it can't be flexible and it can't, it can't think about variables. Like like 45 carbs of this might not be equal to 45 carbs of that, like, that. right? Yep. that kind of stuff. It can't, mm-hmm. it can't think that way. And it's so good outside of the food that you start to trust it when you shouldn't trust it. Is that <laughs> ha- right? Am I yes. right? No, mm-hmm.
1: I get it, okay. Okay. yeah.
0: Okay, so amazing technology. For a- for anyone not listening to this podcast and having success, all those other people will try an algorithm, whether it's going to be Omnipod, you know, Horizon, or, you know, if it's Tidepool loop that you'll one day be able to use probably with any pump. And, you know, I know for sure with Omnipod because they have a an agreement with Tidepool. It's so hard to talk about because it's all so specious at the moment. Yep. Right. But all I- I'm telling you right now, closed loop pumping is the future. We are Mm. all going to be doing it. It's amazing. If you listen Mm -hmm. to this podcast, it's going to be frustrating and not at times as good as you are. For all the other people not listening to this podcast, amazing leap. They'll have amazing leaps in their A1Cs and their successes and everything like that. Because to Melissa's point, when it misses and it will miss on the meal and it goes up to 175 and sits there for three hours – it will eventually bring you back down. It might take six hours to go from 175 back to 80, but it will eventually get you back. Whereas, you know, right now, some people just see that 175 who don't think about it the way we all think about it. And they're just like, okay, whatever. And it sits sits there forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's going to be an amazing leap for people who don't listen to this podcast. For people who do listen to the podcast, you're going to sleep way better and be Three hundred times more frustrated at meal time. There, that's my experience with Loop.
1: <laughs> Yay! Yeah, I mean, I had a lot of the same, similar. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out little tricks to, um, like, when those meal times go wrong. You know, mm-hmm. how do I trick it to, you know, make sure that they're giving enough insulin? And I sometimes wonder if it's because I have a child. You know, because I know there's a lot of loopers who are adults who have like really amazing straight lines, and and I'm thinking like, well, maybe it's you know, maybe it's more than just food. Maybe it's like reactions. I don't, I don't know. I, overall it, I, I was really frustrated like you in the beginning, but I think overall, I feel like there's a lot of less thinking about stuff in between meals, um, than there was before, if that makes any sense.
0: It does make sense to me that you'd be in that situation. And I'm going to tell you for me, for as far along as I am with this, I don't think about diabetes at all when when I'm doing it my way with, yeah. with loop, I'm thinking about it more, but I've also slept through the night more days in a row than I have since diabetes existed in our lives.
1: I know. I, it is off. That part of it is amazing. Right. Actually.
0: So I'm trading one for the other. At the moment. Yes. And, and the, yep. the reason that it took me so long six months ago for you to hear my, my follow up to my loop episode with Katie is because I don't, I didn't know how to talk to you about it. And and you'll, you know, I still am learning, I don't know, everything Uh, I talk about on the podcast was like the culmination of years of effort, right? And then Mm -hmm. I'm thinking and fixing things and going, oh, this is where I do this. And like, so when I say something, you know, something to you guys at this point that sounds like a a t-shirt slogan, like he's like, stop the arrows, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, that was like six years of me figuring out how to do that and how to explain it to you guys in like two sentences. And so... (laughs) put put me into a completely new situation i'm 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 back in the learning process i'm doing yep. exactly what you're doing i'm trying to figure out how to fool it how to like make it do what i want because here's the biggest problem with loop right it when it thinks you've put in enough insulin but you haven't and you go, oh, it needs more. When you put it in, it takes away all the basil. Uh huh. So if your basal rate is three units an hour, and you think you need three more units, you put the three units in as a bolus. It takes the basil away, and you're, uh-huh. back, you're back to zero again. You could spend. You're like
1: no. You're like you mother.
0: Okay, and just like uh, yes. I, I'm going to curse so much when I talk about the the loop on my in that episode. <laughs> so- well,
1: it is. It's. I will tell you. I feel like I'm a fairly intelligent person, and in the beginning with those settings, there it was mind numbing. Mm-hmm. How much I was thinking, I'm like, is it the basil? Is it the max? You know, max base. Oh God! (laughs) is
0: ISF. Here's my one fun thing. Why do an? Why Why would an engineer look at a, a setting and say? Okay, what we'll do is when you make the number lower, it'll be stronger. And when you make the number higher, it'll be weaker.
1: It'll like, be, you're absolutely right. Like
0: I get how your mathy engineer mind thinks about it. But did you not think about everybody else when you made that uh, totally. decision?
1: No, how, how absolutely. About, how about
0: like volume? Up is more,
1: down is less. Yes, totally. 100%. <laughs> I am, um, yeah. I, I don't even know, and I and I feel like um, I you know like I'm on the loop. There's like a new Facebook group for looping with kids, and I feel like a lot of uh, parents want to know everyone's settings, like what's your settings it's not and help you and, and yeah, no. and I I feel like it's almost detrimental to like look at someone and go oh that's a seven year old girl and I have a seven year old girl. Yep. Let me Bad you know mistake. type in their settings. It's like no. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't all,
0: do it. I'll tell you right now, the best piece of advice I got was from somebody who was on the podcast who by now people would have heard because I recorded her before you. But she told me to stop thinking of the um the range as a range. She's like, don't think of it as like, oh, I want her to stay between 80 and 100. Think of 80 as when the basil shuts off and 100 as when it turns on. Mm. And I was like, ooh, and that like light bulbed me. So I will tell you that There were three times I was gonna quit. First three days, first three days, I was like, "This is stupid." The Mm -hmm. second three days, Arden said to me, "Why are we doing this when we are so much better at it than this is?" (laughs) And I was like, "Arden, I know you don't listen to the podcast, but right on, kid. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we we are way better at this than this loop thing is. Then the well, we're humans, you know
1: we we make judgment calls on the fly, like, oh, well, we need to do this, not. This is what you put in, you know?
0: Yes. And I think that that's going to be an issue. You know, hopefully it won't be, but that the expectations of people are way skewed on what this stuff is. Yeah. Like they definitely think it's, you know, a A miracle worker, a robot making like, you know, Mm -hmm. heavenly decisions. And, and it just is not that it's amazing because why? Because it shuts your basil off when you're getting lower.
1: I mean, mm-hmm. like,
0: and when you're getting, and when you try to get high, it jacks your basil up and it jacks it up like crazy too. Like it, yep. that part is amazing how it works that I love around food. It's, it's, I, you know, it's, kinda, it's hard.
1: Yeah. It is hard. It, I agree. I agree with everything you're saying. Yep. I, um, yeah, it is definitely, and it's so different than what, you know, other, like what, like you were describing and what you do, it's, it is different. It's hard sometimes to have something work so well and then switch it completely and then have mm-hmm. to learn something totally different. So, um yeah, yeah, go ahead.
0: I stuck with it because of the podcast. Because yeah. and because I believe that this is the way things will be done in the future for most people.
1: And so Now will you stick with it? No. Y- yes. You, okay.
0: I got to sleep. I'm almost 50. It's going to kick. Yeah, kill I get so, it. You know what I mean? Like I'm going yeah, to I, I can't I can't st- I can't like I'm not gonna live forever sleeping the way I was sleeping before. And it by the way, it wasn't bad. Like I, I don't want people to think like I was like, I know. I'm up all night. I was like, you know, it's just like, you know, one o'clock, you take a look, maybe four o'clock mm-hmm. you hear an alarm, like that kind of stuff. But broken sleep is rotten. It's worse. It's it, it's uh-huh. I'd rather sleep four straight hours than six hours and get up twice. Yeah. It's just it's, I agree. And it's not get up to go to the bathroom getting up because that as long as you don't stub your toe, you you don't <laughs> you don't really wake up. You, you yeah. Know what I mean? Like yeah. getting up and making a decision about insulin or having that adrenaline rush of, of low blood sugar that's different. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, Absolutely. anyway, it's it's um it, it's it's um something I'm going to stay with because I feel a responsibility to the people listening to this podcast because I do believe that it's going to be an amazing improvement for most people living with diabetes and using insulin. Yeah. And because and because the sleeping part and you know for arden as well when she leaves for college like this is just and and plus we don't know what it's going to be years from now i mean like if it's this now if it's this good right now coming from some well meaning people on the internet yes. right then it's going mm-hmm. to get it's going to get amazingly uh better, better. right
1: i and and i uh, honestly from the get go from the moment that we were diagnosed i have felt that i have entered this type 1 world in a way that was less you know, alarming, I think, than others only because I had a Dexcom. I had, you know, a pump. My experience wasn't, you know, what people did 20 years ago. And Mm. I don't, I look at it and go, oh my gosh, I feel so lucky that I did I mean, the Dexcom to me was everything and still is everything. You know, without that, I feel, I feel like I could get rid of the pump and I could get rid of the looping and all of that. But if I didn't know her blood sugar, I would be anxious all the time, you know?
0: No, I understand. I, it's just, you know the people who will tell you, well, before all this stuff, we all live too. I'm like, yeah, I get you, but this is better. So yeah. you know, it's um, it just is. It's it's having the information is better than not having the inner information. Okay, so <clears throat> so we'll get away. From, actually, let's do this okay. r- right here. I'm going to say something and then pause and then keep talking. Okay. Ready? Okay. If you guys would like to hear the conversation I had with Katie D Simone, go back to episode 227. And if you want to hear the one I did as a follow up with Jenny Smith, you can go to episode. Two fifty-two. Okay, Melissa, I'll fill that in later when I actually know what episodes they are.
1: Perfect.
0: And, and so <laughs> I, I want to go back to the school thing a little bit okay. because you are in—you are in the exact same place I and most other parents find themselves in in this moment. You mm-hmm. are—you are scared, anxious, seeing people who are probably not really putting in nearly the effort to this diabetes thing that you need, looking for an answer, finding a lot of stone walls. What is it you're going to do?
1: Um, you know, I I I don't know. I'm gonna do the best I can. I'm gonna you know rely heavily on the people I do trust. And you know, kind of I I did a lot of pushback last year on on certain things. Like um, for example, last summer I asked you know will someone change a pump site if you know something happens to her? Pump, she rips it off or a cannula is bent. Um, and I got yes, the nurse will do it. And then later in the year I found out from another type one. They said, no, it's not, we cannot do it. It's too involved. Um, and then I was, but I was never informed of that. So it's just a lot of like um, misinformation and kind mm-hmm. of what's told to one family isn't necessarily communicated to all families. So um, I, I did a lot of like question. I mean, I'm going to push back on certain things that, like for that, for example, um, you know, and they basically, when I did ask, well, why are you saying that? You can do it. But then telling me, telling another family, no. And they had an old matronic pump. And I guess it was too involved for the nurse. They said it was too complicated for the nurse to change the matronic pump. But my Omnipod pump was pretty easy and that they probably could do it, that they needed me to contact a trainer to train the nurses. Well, when I tr- contacted Omnipod, they said, we don't train school nurses, you know, which I can understand why. So I offered, I could train, I mean, I've been doing this now for a year and a half. I'm pretty sure I know what I'm doing. Um, I could teach them, but I never got a response. So it's been a true battle. And I think at this point, like you mentioned, I think I am going to rely solely, not solely, but mostly on my daughter and, and, you know, take care of herself. She's super responsible. And I trust, Her more. In fact, I started teaching her how to change the pump. Um, And when I spoke to the school board in regards to this, um, about it, they, you know, it's like, how can a medical, you know, a nurse not feel comfortable yet, my six year old. Is mm-hmm. capable of doing it it doesn't make any sense like it's too complicated for a nurse but yet my six-year-old can do it i don't get it so melissa um, it does
0: make sense let me just be a little more cynical see here's the okay problem. you live in los angeles the weather the weather's beautiful nobody's day really gets going till around 11 30 you're living a different <laughs> kind of like wonderful life people people who have never been to la don't know i swear to you nothing happens till like 11 12 o'clock you're right it, right it's gorgeous there. The weather's fine. There's no humidity. People are beautiful. Cars are beautiful. Everything's beautiful. Life is good. Let me give you a little more Philly, New York about this. Okay. <laughs> uh, they don't want to be responsible. They, yeah. they don't want liability. And as much as they try to shine up a school to make it look like a community thing, it's a political machine. Right. Okay. And so my I, I got to learn it early on. My daughter's my son and daughter's uh, principal of their, their where their kindergarten and first, second, third, I think fourth, fifth grade was, was, as I looked back on it, a politician. Mm. She smiled and waved and everything was okay. And I came to realize that if I would have walked into that building and the whole building was on fire – And I would have found her and said, oh, my God, the building's on fire. She would have given me the same smile, the same (laughs) wave, and the same reassurance that everything's going to be okay, and we've got your kids' best interest at heart. Totally. (laughs) Right? So Mm -hmm. their job – because think about it. You just said like 4,500 kids in that school or something like that, right? In the district, In the district. Okay, 4,500 kids. Most of us believe our children are little princes and princesses, and we want them treated very specifically well. If they start doing what you want, then they're going to have to start doing what everybody
1: wants. For everyone. And for some
0: reason, they can't separate medical from Billy likes uh, an eastern sun on his face around two in the afternoon. Right. right, right, Like the difference between a real ask and a a BS ask, right? Totally. So they just don't do anything. Their job is... Is to do nothing and get you out of the building and then get yeah. somebody else in there and just as minimal as you can, teach the kids this curriculum as best they can, and they're moving you along. They don't yeah. – they're not thinking about the things you're thinking about. And even when you describe them, they don't understand them. They don't. And if they understood them, they still might not care because they, they fall back on that. We've had other kids with diabetes here. I actually had a woman say to me before, do you know how many kids with diabetes have been through this school? They're all still alive. And I was like, I was like, oh, thank is, you. Is that, that the Mendoza me so line for this? Like, yeah, not dying. Wow, like that—that's the bar. And so I said, well, what are their A1Cs? What were their blood sugars during the day while they were here? How well were they able to think about the things you were teaching mm-hmm. them? Were their blood sugars 250 all the time? Were they cloudy? Were they always worried about being the kid who, quote unquote, passed out at school one time? Like, like, what if we make their lives healthy and good? Like, I think that's doable. And so when I put it on them like that, and I said, how about I just take care of this, and we keep you out of it? Oh, no, we have to be very involved, blah, 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 because that's how they always did it. And then I said to them, you know what? If I'm making the decisions, you don't have any legal liability. And they went, okay, when do you want to start? And that was it. As soon as I took away their liability, they didn't care.
1: Absolutely. And you know what, this year's D, which is diabetes management plan that they gave me, I got in the mail at the end of the school year. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually has somewhere on there, like parents are able to make, you know, decisions against the carb race, things like that. That's um, the sentence you need. Yep. Yep. And so, I, uh, I mean, and our endo is pretty awesome. He will, I mean, and, and so that leads me to another, I'm, we're going to the endo next week and I am a little bit nervous about telling him about looping because we've been only doing it since May and we haven't seen him since then and I don't know how he's gonna react or what he's gonna say or what he wants for us to do. But um I know that and and that was my decision I need to kind of make is like how independent do I want Chloe? I don't necessarily want him to check the box fully independent, even though she can do a lot mm-hmm. because I know then they have zero responsibility in taking care of her. And, um, so I, I need that kind of still where, yes, she's mostly independent, but still needs some adult, you know, help at
0: mm-hmm. times. So I'm looking at a text message here from Christina, Christina, nobody knows who you are. So don't worry when I read this. Um, she's trying to get the same thing set up at school, uh, you know, where they make decisions and they've kind mm-hmm. of taken their out of it. Uh, she said she walked away from endos office today armed with a medical plan stating that quote, child self-manages his diabetes with direction from parent through text messages while in class. I like it. it. That's perfect. And that is perfect. And when I, and she's like, you know, she's like, well now let's see what they do. You know, when I go in there Mm -hmm. and and here's the only thing I said to her, be direct, be nice. Remember that you're not asking permission. You're informing them, right? Mm -hmm. You're not in there asking if it's okay. You're in there letting them know that this is what's going to happen. And let's get it. In, you know, we can do. I can do whatever you need to make it comfortable for you. It, you're not. It, you're not asking permission. It's your kid, right? right? It's their health. Right. It's your kid. Absolutely. You're telling them what's going to happen. Imagine if your kid had. Uh, uh, I don't know, cancer, and they needed mm-hmm. an infusion of something every day at one o'clock in the afternoon, and they were like, "Yeah, we're not comfortable with that." But you'd say, "I don't care. It's keeping them alive," and yep. they'd go, "Oh, you know what? Cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so." Because they think of that as more dire. Yep. And, and and it's no more or less dire than what you're doing. But your right. your thing doesn't like infuse them with fear. Like, oh, right. your kid will just get a little dizzy. That's okay. You, you, you and know we'll what give I mean?
1: them a giant juice box yeah, they'll and everything drink will a be juice. fine.
0: They'll hang out with the nurse. It'll be fun. Yeah, except for the 45 minutes of math that she, she doesn't get. And yeah. Th- and then three years from now, I think she's got a head injury because she can't add. You, you, you yes. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, no. Come, come on. Right. You're, yeah. you're doing the right thing.
1: I get it. Yeah, I
0: love it. I think you're going to no, make I, out well with it.
1: Well, thanks. I'm going to try. I mean, every year is worth a try. You know what I mean? And um, I, I do, I feel more of an obligation or a, I, not an obligation, a responsibility for those that are coming. I just, I feel like a lot of type one parents don't realize what they can ask for, you know, from a school Yep. or what, you know, the schools can do. And should do, you know, a lot of times they let the schools direct them on what they're going to do. Like, oh, I got the iPad to follow on a Dexcom. Other parents were like, what? They didn't tell us that they gave you an iPad. (laughs) And I said, well, you need to go in there and say, I want an iPad for the health tech to follow my kid, you know? Right. So it's just things like that. I mean, it's just they're never going to disclose more than they have to and, you know, offer more than they have to pay for. And I get that part of it.
0: exactly the feeling I have when I get in bed at night and I look over at Kelly and I think... Would she be amenable to sex right now,
1: right? right? And, <laughs> yeah. if she, and if she would
0: be, she doesn't tell me that, right? No. Like I have not. to, I have to ask because if I because she's trying to get to sleep, you, you know what I mean? Like it's I get a, it. It's a very Absolutely. similar situation. Like, and you're sitting over there thinking, I'd do it, but not if he doesn't say something.
1: Yes, so, exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna go right to bed.
0: <laughs> Everyone, here's the truth: everyone's looking out for themselves, which is not not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And and the school is doing the same. They're trying to limit their uh, output of cash, their output of manpower, their output of responsibility. The minute they tell you you're go- they're going to do something, that's the minute that when they don't do it, you can sue them. And mm-hmm. so they're trying to stay out of actionable situations. Totally understandable. And you and you want the whole world to know, which is beautiful, by the way. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I, thank you for me and for everybody else listening. But let me rain a little bit on that rainbow for you for one okay. second. It's this is the struggle. It's always been the struggle. It's always going to be the struggle, and it, it and there will always be people like you who yell louder and make it in this moment better for the people around. But in that same school district, five years from now, someone else like you is going to come in, mm-hmm. see the same thing, and it's going to start all over again. It's just—it's yeah. a cycle. It's it, some things about society are so big, you can't fix them. You can only bump and nudge them into line. Do you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. not—it's not. See, I've done a thing here where um, unintentionally I've brought it back to diabetes, but yeah. uh, but it, it's it, diabetes is such a big idea. That even with a great algorithm or a Dexcom or an insulin pump or all that stuff, you're still going to get low once in a while out of nowhere. You're still going to get high once in a while out of nowhere. There's no perfecting it. Right. Not right now. And it's this situation at school is the same thing. You're just going to have to bump and nudge when things get out of whack. But mostly just trust that the world's been spinning for a long time and you're probably going to be okay most of the time.
1: Yeah. That's it. Yeah.
0: I feel like I've dropped a lot of wisdom here,
1: Melissa. Yeah, you did. You really did. Well, actually, I mean, I, no, I really do feel like, you know, I I think, you know, when it's, when it's involving your child, you know, like the mama bear comes out and you're like, you will take great care of my child. Yeah. But I think, you know, in reality, you helped me answer a lot of like uncertainty of what I was going to do with my child this year, Mm -hmm. as far as how much responsibility she was going to have. And I think, um, you know, I think it's become clear that, and I felt it this way last year too, but But I really do need to trust the people I trust the most to take care of her. And the rest of them that they say are qualified to take care of her, um, you know.
0: They're there to call 911.
1: Totally. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I don't even know if they know how to do a glucagon. I mean, I really don't know. But let's hope that they don't. And let's hope I can get the um, nasal one so that no one has to mix a powder with a liquid because that probably is undoable for some of them. There's
0: another one coming too that's not nasal. It's still injectable, but it's pre-mixed. Yeah, I think that's going to be on the podcast in a few months. So
1: Okay, um, that's cool too.
0: But yeah, listen, here Here it is. Uh, it's so funny. I You and I just took this episode that I thought I was just going to probably fall in line six months from now. And now you made it something I'm going to put out next month right before Back to School. Oh, yay. Yeah, because, Perfect. Because this is what people – because you are a trapped in the same trap that everyone gets trapped in. And mm-hmm. and somebody like me who's so much farther down the path than you is stop there going, look, a lot of the stuff you're worried about's not going to be a problem. And a lot of the stuff you're concerned with isn't fixable. But here, here's the way to like negotiate through it without making yeah. yourself mental. And by the way, without making the school hate you, or turning yeah. or turning you into the crazy mom, because that's what they're going to think. <laughs> right? yes. I heard of I course. can still hear myself standing in that office saying you don't understand what could happen to her. And I'm like, and I look back now and I'm like, oh, they must've been there. Like, and because they didn't understand, they must've thought, oh, look, he's out of his mind. Isn't that sweet? You, you know, and so, <laughs> and they're never going to understand because they don't have diabetes. Right. Right. But.
1: No, absolutely. I feel like I've said that. I feel like I have said that, you know, like you're just not getting it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I agree. I, and, I haven't and, gone crazy yet, but I, and I the felt more, moments of it. The <laughs>
0: more you explain, no matter how accurate you are, the crazier you sound, yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> she has to have gummy bears with her at all times. <laughs> Who said yeah. something like that? Yeah, well, totally. somebody, somebody with diabetes. Everyone else hears, "Hey, there's a wacky lady in the office." What time's lunch? You know, yeah. like, like they're <laughs> they're in a different world, and so yeah. and so take them out of your diabetes world. Like you know, leave them there for the things you need them for. And, yeah. and don't get me wrong, too. Some of you are listening right now going, my nurse is excellent, and this is all bull. Well, yeah, sure. If your nurse is excellent, you're not in Melissa's situation. Yeah. And, and good for you. you. You know what I mean? Like, and, yeah. like do whatever you want to do. I'm telling you that for 18 hours a day, your kid's at home with you. You're managing the way you're managing. If it's going really well, there's no reason to give that away while they're at school. That, that's all, you know?
1: You're, yeah, you're- no, that's the exact point. I mean, that is it. It's hard to uh, relinquish control someone who doesn't quite know what they're doing. Yep. I am, um, and I am jealous of the people who have really great nurses who are, you know, working or even aides that are with their child all the time. You know, yep. it's just not my world.
0: You're lucky. Yeah. That's, that's an amazing thing. Someone else can come on and have in the past, in the last year, somebody has been on who's like my kids, you know, blah, blah, blah is amazing. I actually have had on a parent and the person who aids the kid at the school, like in, in like succeeding weeks. And, um, and it, it's an amazing story. When you have something like that, that's crazy cool. But most people don't. And by the way, your situation, Melissa, to go the other way, is about a million times better than a lot of other people's situations. Yeah, like, no, As absolutely. bad as you think it is, people out there right now are going like, wow. Healthy. Oh, I wish. Yeah, yes. yeah, right? No, I
1: get it. No, I get. and you know what? I remember listening to one of your podcasts that was – someone who privately hired a type one college student, I do you know what I'm talking about. And they went into the school and yeah. kind of shadowed the kid. And I thought that was so cool, but I also don't have that kind of money to have, you know, someone come in and have you know, on the do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. I thought that, but I thought what an amazing fix to what they're, you know, and they're capable of doing. And I just thought that was so smart to hire someone who is, you know, capable of taking care of their child at school. I mean, that is another example of maybe they didn't really, trust the system there yeah. too. So well, anyway, can't that's... your
0: gardener or your um your cook. Yeah. No? Don't, I, I no, they're
1: busy. <laughs> We've got a giant yard, you
0: know <laughs> Listen, I think everyone so you're making the point that no matter what situation you're in, there are some tools at your disposal. Mm-hmm. Some people can afford to like, you know, hire someone to go to school with their kid. That's <laughs> if that if you can do that and you want to do that, that's amazing. But there are tools at your disposal too. The mistake yeah. I, the mistake I don't want anyone to make is to look at the system and think, "I can't change the system. I'll stop because you're right. you can't change the system." Although some people have made inroads, but it's an there was someone on from Texas a long time ago who literally changed the way their entire school system handled diabetes, but wow. it, but it was an undertaking that yeah I'm that sure. was, you know it, it didn't happen like with a phone call and an email in time yeah. for, in time for your kid to go back to school, right. So, um, and so I think you just have to, you know, you have to look at the course you're running and just run it. Like, you know, don't, don't run into walls. Don't scream and yell at people who aren't listening. Just do what works. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. In the
0: apocalypse, Melissa, when the zombies are coming for you, you don't stop and go, uh well, they're going to kill me because I don't have a stick with me. You look around for something else and you keep fighting, right? So like right. you're in that situation. Like it's not per- it's not perfect, but stopping's not really an option either.
1: Totally. Yeah. And it's not as bad as it could be. Like you said, it's not as, I mean, we really do have an amazing health tech that loves my child like her own. And at that person, I, if she wasn't at that site, I'd be probably a lot more nervous, but she is there. And she leaves for one hour. And in that hour time of lunch, you know, I just have to, hope and pray, everything just kind of falls in line. And um, you know, and like I said, train and probably talk a little bit more about what my daughter can do. Like she's hypo unaware. So that's the but thank God for the DEXCOM because I could be like, hey girl, you need your sugar, you know. Yeah. Um so,
0: yeah. Well, Melissa, we are at the end. I know it, uh, it probably seems unlike that because uh, <laughs> it's so easy to talk to me and everything. But I have a, I have another call coming up like in a couple of minutes. Okay. So I have to jump. I uh, will let you know when I'm putting this on. But like I said, I'm very much Perfect. now leaning towards the uh, end of summer, early fall. So uh, well, good. thank you so much for, for sharing your story. And, yeah, thanks uh, for having No, I really appreciate it. I really do. I'm sorry I'm jumping so quickly. I usually am more... Uh, no, not at all.
1: Don't worry. I get it. Thanks so much. All right. Have a good day. You
0: too. Bye. Bye. Well, thanks to Melissa for sharing her insights. I thought it spurred great conversation. I'm really sorry that I sat on this episode for so long, but I was trying to do the right thing and we'll see what happens. Anyway, thanks again to Contour Next One. That's a blood glucose meter you should know more about. And of course, to Touched by Type One. You can find them at 1.org And the Contour Next One is at contournextone.com. Go there to find out if you're eligible for an absolutely free meter today. Hey, who remembers episode 53, Terry lives on a boat? Well, Terry's going to be back later this week on the podcast to do a follow-up. It's a really terrific conversation, a little longer than they are usually, but I had such a good time. And Terry did a companion blog article to put on my blog to go with it. So, you know, look forward to that is what I'm saying. The way I got Terry back on, by the way, is by asking online for people's favorite old episodes. Who do they want to hear from again? And Terry came up a lot. If you have uh, other such thoughts about people you've heard on the show before that you'd like to hear again, send me an email. Let me know. Maybe it'll happen. Thank you so much for listening to the Juicebox podcast, for sharing the show with other people, and the wonderful reviews and the wonderful reviews that everyone's leaving on Apple podcasts through their podcast app. Really cool. Thank you. This show is about to have a milestone month and about to run into a milestone, huge milestone for the rest of it. It is almost completely due to how much effort you guys put into sharing the show. I'm giving myself a tiny bit of credit for making the podcast. But I mean, seriously, I could be making this show and you guys don't share it and it just doesn't grow. So thank you so much. Have a great day. I'll see everybody soon. Wash your hands.